0: Hello and welcome to Grazia Life Advice. This is Rhiannon. In each episode we get the six best bits of advice from brilliant and inspiring women in the public eye. We then finish up each time with the one worst tip they've ever been given. This time. Hi I'm Charlie Howard. I'm a model,
1: author, body positive activist and founder of Squish Beauty which is my own beauty line. And I'm here on the Grazia Life Advice Podcast.
0: In 2015, Charlie was dropped by her modelling agency, allegedly for being too big. An open letter she posted on Facebook became nationwide news and saw her signed to an agency in New York where her career really took off. She now works for huge brands like Ajahn Provocateur and Pat McGrath. She's come a long way from what she describes as an unhappy teenager. I had so little confidence growing up. I was a lot bigger than everyone, a lot taller than everyone.
1: Um, I went to boarding school so I really overate to kind of beat my feelings. So there's definitely been a lot of internal struggles for me personally that I've had to work on.
0: She's well known as a body positivity campaigner and uses her Instagram to speak out against the worst excesses of the diet industry. Diet teas, the lollipops, I mean it just isn't
1: worth it and also you know I, I think back now to my teenage years and the amount of Social occasions and dates and everything I turned down because I was so worried about my
0: weight, and I'm just like, life is too short. Coronavirus lockdown has forced a slower pace of life for many of us. We talk about how that's benefited Charlie mentally. I hadn't seen my family
1: properly, really, since I was 18, and so for the last 14 weeks, which is a lot for any person to be quarantined with their family, that's what I've been doing, it's the longest I've ever spent with my dad, and that's been really, really positive. My anxiety levels
0: have just been so reduced. Unfortunately, we did encounter some slightly dodgy Wi-Fi, but what Charlie says is brilliant, so let's get into it. Hi, Charlie, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Still in my bedroom, as ever.
1: <laughs> Where are you? I'm in my friend's bedroom, with pillows all around me. Feeling um, very snuggly. Got a tea on the go. Ready to give some advice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to speak to you and I think particularly now I've been following you for years and everything you talk about body positivity wise and I think we're in a really strange time with our bodies as we are leaving lockdown which is as we're speaking at the moment and I wondered how you've been feeling about that and if you've noticed more interaction around your social channels.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that actually. There's definitely been so I mean I get I get messages every day from girls and obviously that's been heightened during Covid, I've actually used it in quite a positive way. You know, I've really tried to eat more healthily. Um, I wasn't doing that for a while. Um, I, was, I was always on the go, and so now I'm very much trying to to eat balanced foods.
0: And yeah, it's it's um it's it's been eye opening in lots of different ways, really. And a large part of your role is being on Instagram and being an influencer, and a lot of people have been talking about how that's been quite a difficult. Job to have, and you know, being in the creative industry has been quite difficult for people during lockdown. How have you found that?
1: Yeah, so again, you know, a bit of a scary time because, um, you know, as a model, work's been non existent. You can't shoot, you can't go near here and make an artist If you do shoot, you have to do it yourself, which adds on, you know, 10 times more pressure and um, a lot more complicated things. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been difficult, but again, you know, I've kind of used it to, I think, well, I'd like to think sort of narrow down the theme of my Instagram. And I think that's really important if you do want to become an influencer or or model or whatever it is, is to have a particular theme running. So I've really focused on what my community like, which is bodies. Yeah. Just like, you know, following and getting accounts that make me feel good, that are quite inspirational. And I know people sometimes find Instagram, you know, boring or, or a bit stupid, but it is you know a way of life now and there's definitely ways to to monetize it
0: it kind of leads into your first piece of advice as well with the body positivity which is to tell yourself something positive every day yes
1: absolutely this is so 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 important and I always get asked questions like how do you feel more confident and unfortunately confidence doesn't come from looking good you can have as many surgeries as you want you can end up looking like Bella Hadid or whoever you want to look like if you don't feel good within yourself, it's never going to happen. And that, and that, again, you know, that's something that I'm working on. Um, I'm single at the moment. And I sort of realized that I was always waiting for someone to fix me. Whereas now, you know, it's definitely about needing to fix your yourself internally before anyone will really accept you. And, um, you know, attracting positive, good things. And I was definitely attracting the wrong kind of people. So, yeah, absolutely. If you, if you look in the mirror every day and you start off the day saying something positive about yourself um, doesn't always have to be very airy-fairy,
0: but there is definitely some truth to that. So I, I do that every day. And the point is, I guess, is that if you say it enough times, you'll come to believe it. Is that is that how, what you've found?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm not really into all this like health self-help books and stuff, but there definitely is an element of truth where if you tell yourself something enough times, it can kind of manifest itself. If you do start saying something positive, you will believe it. Not saying you're going to become a famous pop star or something, but, you know, you definitely start by loving yourself, which is nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. And how have you done that yourself? Is there anything particularly you've had to focus on and work hard to, to learn to love?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I think all women focus on the, on the looks side of things. And I had so little confidence growing up. Um, I was a lot bigger than everyone, a lot taller than everyone. Um, I went to boarding school, so I really overate to... Kind of eat my feelings. So there's definitely been a lot of internal struggles for me personally that I've had to work on. But you know, again, like I was saying about the dating thing, you know, if I if I if you just focus purely on the look side of things, you're not going to attract the right kind of person. So for me, you know, it's like you're actually the person. You've, you've you're funny. You're smart. You're a businesswoman. You've got all these things
0: going for you. Yeah do you find it interesting that people look to your instagram page aspirationally and think i love the way she looks i love the way she talks when behind the scenes the whole reason you're talking about it is because you've had your own disbeliefs about that i think about this a lot actually
1: yeah i mean you know i don't actually like the word influencer because i i've worked really hard to be a model and to be kind of recognized as that but you know you you do understand that people look at you for that reason and For me, my Instagram is a journey in itself and I used it very negatively in the past and I posted, you know, inspiration, um, pictures. I I followed accounts that made me feel really bad about myself all the time. And so, yeah, for me, it's definitely like a diary. I use it as a diary and it's nice that people have been able to share that with me as well. But the thing that I find most interesting is, again, like I was saying earlier, you don't realize how many women hate themselves and how many women, um, are influenced by fashion and celebrities and the media you know um and so really it's become a kind of support network as well where you're you're kind of you know growing together and it's really interesting for me anyway and I'm sorry if I'm going off on a tangent but um you know you're you're on Instagram and the way that feminism as well has really shifted and the way that it's been u- being used now as a more positive place because as I'm sure you're aware you know 10 years ago these curve models and body positivity it just wasn't a thing it's wonderful now that in 10 you know that in 10 years now the images that you're seeing are more diverse and representation you're seeing is more diverse and, and, and you're learning more
0: about people that you'd never otherwise know of and I think that's your second piece of advice is about surrounding yourself with positive people but that can be in your life but also in the social media channels you follow right I guess yeah,
1: social media, jobs wise, um, you know, for a very long time, I was definitely putting up with a lot and, and surrounding myself with people just because I felt like I had to or that, you know, I somehow deserved it. And, and again, women, I think, um, put up with a lot <laughs> and we're very scared to put our foot down and say no and, and not rock the boat. But definitely in the past year or so, I've really just, you know, want to surround myself with good people. I think that's so important. I don't think you have to punish yourself to get things done. And I think that's, you know, a bit of a negative way to look at work as a whole. Um, but yeah, you know, social media as well. If you if you look at these social media accounts, you can unfollow people that don't make you feel good. Whether that's a personal friend, whether that's a influencer, model, celebrity, whoever it is, you do not have to follow these people.
0: And when you say in the last year or so you tried to make that change, have you had to cut people out of your life? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, work wise, you know, and I'm not saying you have to have a big drama about it. It doesn't have to be an angry thing, but you can definitely start to gradually um, you know, remove yourself from social situations, you know, perhaps stop meeting up with them. There's definitely a lot of people
0: who don't want to see you do well. Um and a lot of jealousy. And as well as positivity, it's about, I guess, understanding that you can push people up and it not affect your position as well. And, you know, so if you surround yourself with positive people, you'll all help each other, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I, there's a lot of truth again to surround yourself with people that you know whose careers you like. Or I'm not saying kiss their asses, and I'm not saying that you have to, you know, be fake or social climb. But you know, surround yourself with people who have a nice lifestyle that you would like to emulate, and who are good people, and and that will genuinely rub off on you.
0: Absolutely. Your third piece of advice is specifically very fitting at the moment. It's about being self-employed. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So I'm uh, multi-hyphenate. So, you know, I, I like to do lots of different things and being self-employed is, you know, a big part of that. And, and having a routine and really narrowing down a routine is so, so, so important. You know, just for you personally and just for your mental health, it's really, it's really vital. Um, so you've got to be really stringent with yourself, get up at the same time every day, you know, turn off the emails at a certain time at night, and just be really motivated. And I'm, I'm quite lucky in that sense that I can do that.
0: What does a day look like for you? What time are you getting up? What are you doing? Are you fitting workouts in there?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've been doing frame workouts the last few days. It's been very interesting. And You know, again, I think that's great. I don't think you need, like now from COVID, you know, you don't have to pay all these extortionate gym fees perhaps. You know, you can probably do it from the comfort of your own home on a video. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been doing a ton of walking with the dog. Um, I like to get out every day. And if I don't, my mental health, I can definitely feel tensions rising in my brain. So I get up at um, about 7.30 every day, always check the news, check the emails, have two cups of tea. I don't know why. Maybe it's a bit of an OCD thing, but I have to have caffeine um, and start my day positively. You know, I, I like to try and break down the emails and, and get those out of the way now. And with Squish, my beauty brand, um, making sure there's lunch as well. Um, eating healthily, again, you know, perhaps I'm a bit more stringent with that because of my eating disorders in the past, but really nourishing yourself is so important. And if I go a day, go, 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 you know, and and not feeding myself or nourishing myself properly, then my work is impacted. So that's really
0: important. And tell us about Squish, because this is your makeup brand.
1: Yes, it's my skincare brand. So um, Squish was inspired by Korean beauty products because the Koreans just know how, to do skincare. It's the best in the world. And I've got really, really sensitive skin. So um, I love the word squish. and am all about showcasing rolls and squishy tummies and things like that. So I decided to create a brand that was very diverse and inclusive and was great for sensitive skin. So we've got these cheeky cherry masks that go underneath your eye um, and they're full of hyaluronic acid um, to really de-puff your face. And I couldn't find an, eye, an under-eye mask that de-puffed your under eye and your cheeks, so that kind of focuses in those areas we just use the moisturizer um which is super hydrating we've got a lip gloss that that is you know fragrance free just products that are all um vegan and and not irritating and then our kind of hero product are our flower acne patches so they're little flower shapes with these biodegradable um non-plastic crystals in the middle and you stick them on top of a spot um i've got one here unfortunately and um They help heal your spots overnight, so you know it's skincare in a really fun, positive way.
0: And you touched on it there, but um, how important is it that your products are good for a diverse audience? That's something that specifically has come up in the beauty industry recently with the the wave of Black Lives Matter protests. The importance of making sure everyone is included in beauty brands.
1: Yeah. So um, when I first moved to America about four years ago, I set up a charity called the All Woman Project and. And um, back then, you didn't see models, believe it or not, of all different shapes, sizes, colors um, in a campaign together. So we were one of the first people to really do that. And I really saw the importance of it then. Um, and we started working with brands like Nike. We started working with all these different brands that were really interested in becoming more inclusive. And the movement was definitely bigger in, in New York. It took London and the UK a lot longer to, to jump on board with that for some reason. Anyway, fast forward. Um, a few years I've set up squish and again you know those ideas were still very important to me. I have definitely seen the importance of diversity. Um, I definitely think I could be more diverse with the pinup images that I post on my Instagram. I, I love the 15s Hollywood and things like that. Um, so I'm working on that myself. but yeah you know when it comes to beauty I think it's really important that if you're selling acne products, it's good to have a girl with acne in the pictures. You know, there was girls with different skin colours because it's important to see what a lip gloss looks like on on people different colours and and, and just things like that. And it's things that people take for granted. But, you know, I think there's this idea that when you set up a skincare brand, you've got tons and tons of money behind you. And we didn't have that. And yet we managed to find 20 girls, all different shapes, sizes and colours. So there really is no excuse when it comes to diversity.
0: Absolutely. You've referenced um, America a few times. Did you just move over there for work or there was more work over there? Yeah, so I actually, my modelling story happened
1: because I was a size, uh, I think a UK size 6 to 8, and I got dropped for being too big by my agency. So this New York agency threw me out there and I started my career over there. And I was always told that as a model, you will not work in New York, you're too short, you're too big, blah, 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 blah. So, um, you know, I worked over there and then I learned about the plus size modeling industry. Now, obviously, I'm not plus size. That's offensive to people, you know, who are bigger. But there, I, I really found that there was a need for models like me who were in the middle. So I just started posting images of myself.
0: Why do you think that is? It's something people are talking about a lot at the moment um, that we seem to be behind America when it comes to diversity of all kinds. Why do you think that is?
1: I think Britain is definitely, and Europe is a lot more um, fattest, if that's a word. Um, anyway, we are very scared of, of fat and curves and things like that, whereas America obviously has a bigger population um, in, in more ways than one. Um, and, you know, the plus size market was big over there. There was just so much money involved. And um, again, you know, I've seen such a shift. Um, in the way that plus size models are represented. I think Instagram's had a really big impact on the way that um plus size models are now seen. You know, I think for a very long time, if you're a plus size model working in the UK and I definitely met a couple of them, it was seen as a bit cringe and and you know, the, the jobs that these girls would do were all the jobs that high high fashion girls would never get. Whereas now it's really cool to be to have curves again. They're doing Vogue, they're doing all these, you know, big fashion brands, but you know or five years ago you were doing really shitty brands and and high street things that no one wants to wear and catalogues and stuff so that's been really interesting to witness as well really
0: and you've referenced having an eating disorder how do you manage talking about weight size plus size your size and having an eating disorder how do you manage that being part of your life and then also part of your job yeah so
1: you know i'd like to think that i'm 90 percent recovered From my eating disorders. Obviously, you know, I don't think it ever truly goes away. And some people might argue with that, but I don't think that, you know, those negative feelings you have about yourself, it's very difficult to then erase those. Um, Again, you know, like I was saying, going online and using social media for good has been really beneficial to me. I have suddenly seen the beauty in cellulite and stretch marks. I fail to see why we look at these beautiful marble statues from Rome that have squishy tummies and rolls and stuff and how we can't see that nowadays so instagram's definitely really helped me accept myself and my body um but yeah you know again it's it can very much go up and down and there are days where i don't feel good about myself but it's it's an i think it's amazing now there's a shift in the way that women are being perceived in images and um, in society really
0: Yeah, thank goodness. Right, we'll be back with more from Charlie after this. We're still here with Charlie and we're moving on to your fourth piece of advice, Charlie, which is about my favourite subject, eating.
1: (laughs) Mine too, actually. You know, again, I I touched on this a bit earlier, but um, eating healthily and regularly is so, so, so important. You know, your mental health, your brain, you know, I used to be terrified of fats and and, um, butter and, and things like that, but they're actually good for you and I don't believe in, in diets anymore. I just believe in being sensible. I think that we all intrinsically know if we feel bad or not. And if you truly start listening to your body, you'll know if you've eaten badly or not. So um when it comes to work and having a healthy life and, you know, being happy, eating well is really important and making time for meals is important and not sitting in front of the TV and actually enjoying what we're putting into your mouth is important. Mm.
0: And it's about not starving yourself as well, isn't it? And that not being an answer. Just just stopping is not the answer.
1: Yeah, I can tell you now, you know, again, people messaging me during quarantine, oh, I've overeaten. I'm like starving yourself and thinking, okay, well, I've eaten badly this morning. I'm not going to have dinner. Is really not a positive way of looking at things and it's not going to be, be beneficial to you and your mood and your hormones. Little and often, I think it's important. And just, you know, making sure that you're eating a varied diet. You've got to look after yourself.
0: I think the problem is there are still people out there who say there is a magic pill. There's still people on Instagram, if you turned on your Instagram right now, saying you inject yourself with this and you'll be skinny. They're called skinny jabs. Diet teas, the
1: lollipops. I mean, it just isn't worth it. And also, you know, I I think back now to my teenage years and the amount of social occasions and dates and everything I turned down because I was so worried about my weight. And I'm just like, life is too short.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Your fifth piece of advice is not to accept things will always be perfect, which feeds into what you're saying, isn't it? It's about giving yourself a bit of a break sometimes. Tell me how you came to realise that that was important.
1: Yeah, so again, you know, um, I think women put tons of pressure on themselves um, and I think it's really important that you know that not every day is going to be perfect. I think that there are tons of messages now about positive thinking. It's just constantly positive, positivity, positivity, positivity. And actually, that isn't normal either. You're going to have highs and lows. But I think that we, we're expecting life to constantly be perfect. And I think social media has a lot to blame for that. You know, you go on, it's like people are posting the best versions of themselves and, and the happiest days of their lives. Um, but I was definitely addicted to having these these highs and needing to have highs every day. And, you know, every day needs to be great. I need to eat out every day and have this great life and see people. No, if, if you become positive, you know, confident and positive in in the mundanities of everyday life then you will be a lot happier
0: you touched on it at the beginning of your answer do you think it's a problem specifically for women and not men
1: i I suppose it i suppose it's a bit of a universal problem isn't it that idea that every day has to be happy but but women you know we use i think social media more there's a lot more pressure to look good there's a lot more pressure to buy new clothes every week and and go out and have boyfriends and girlfriends, all these different things. Um, And I'm telling you, you know, that's unfortunately not what life is about. I wish it was, but it's not. Uh,
0: Your final piece of advice. Tell us your final piece of advice.
1: So final piece of advice, know when to have fun. Um, I think there's this message that you have to almost punish yourself in order to achieve great things. And... There's been times again, you know, where I've missed out on social occasions because I was like, I have to get this work done, or, or well, I have to write this book, or I have to do this, or I have to do that. And actually, allowing yourself to have fun is not a bad thing. Um, and again, that's something that I'm definitely learning. I'm a bit of a control freak, and again, that goes back to these disorders and perfectionism, etc. But um, if you if you learn to have a bit of fun and, and enjoy yourself, that's also all right again, you know, I think women are given these two choices in life. It's like you become a mother and a a homebody and that kind of thing, or you become a career woman. And actually, you can be both. And um, enjoying life is perfectly acceptable as well.
0: How did you come to realise that in your own life? Did someone have to say it to you? Or is it something you've come to terms with?
1: I think I just took a step back. Um, Again, you know, I think COVID really put a Big light on that, you know, it was always work, work, work. And actually, I was getting so burnt out last year, and my body was just completely burnt out. But there was a massive part of me that just felt like I had to do it because if I didn't do it, I'd be a failure. So, again, you know, this whole quarantining, um, quarantining, this quarantine time has been really important for me because it's like you don't have to be on the go all the time, and watching Netflix in the evening and having a bit of me time is all right.
0: I think a lot of people have taken positives from these last few months. And have you largely seen it as a positive experience? Sounds wrong when people are, you know, going through such terrible tragedies. But have you found some kind of peace in the last few weeks just by yourself?
1: I actually have. And you know what's been great? I um, I hadn't seen my family properly, really, since I was 18. And so for the last 14 weeks, which is a lot for any person to be quarantining their family, that's what I've been doing. It's the longest I've ever spent with my dad. You know, I'm 29 and and it's the longest I've ever slept with my dad. And that's been really, really positive for us as a family. It's really shown the importance of family. I've, again, yeah, like I was saying earlier, cut out a lot of toxic people from my life. I've worked on books. I've finished a book during quarantine, which I've been working on for a year, managed to get that done. I've been very creative. Um, And it's, it's been really good for my mental health. And I'm quite an anxious person anyway. So my anxiety levels have just been so reduced. Yeah, of course, you know, it's really not a nice time in general. And I have missed people. I've missed socialising and things like that. But it has, you know, made the average things in life that people take for granted. It's definitely brought those to the surface, I suppose, and, and made me realise the importance of it.
0: Yeah, and I guess now it's taking those for, those things forward as we start to open up again, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think so many of us have, have really learned so much about ourselves during this time. Uh, that we wouldn't have known otherwise. So
0: thanks COVID, also bye. <laughs> Time to move on. <laughs> yeah, please bye. I know the term influencer is a funny one. I mean, how about role model? How do you feel about the idea that people are looking to you for advice? And I guess specifically how they're looking at you for advice when you yourself have struggled with things in the past?
1: Yeah, so I, you know, have used Instagram as a recovery tool from eating disorders you know, as I, as I started going to therapy and for my bulimia, et cetera, I started following girls who were bigger than me and seeing the beauty, I suppose, within cellulite and stretch marks and, and all these things that society deems uh, flawed or ugly and, and that kind of thing. So um, I try and do that now as well. I definitely try to use my platform for good, I suppose, and showcase things that I never saw growing up because I think that girls need to see that having cellulite is not a bad thing. It's just part of life. So I definitely do that. um The influencer thing is a bit of a weird one because I've worked really, really hard to be taken seriously as a model, and you know I've got some amazing brands now, and you know that in itself I think is, is a skill. Obviously, luck has got some some part of it, but I've definitely worked really hard in order to get those jobs. So influencer is a bit of a strange one, but I do appreciate that that is kind of also what I've become, <laughs> and um, I think that there is an element. Of like you, you really have to look at, at the things that you post. And again, that was a bit of a learning curve, you know. Um, as my numbers were growing, I realised that you can't just post things that you and your friends might find funny because only your brand's looking at it, but you've got young girls looking at it and things like that. So that's um, that's been important. And I definitely use social media now as a job.
0: Yeah, we've been talking a lot about it in our office actually around the show. I may destroy you, which I don't know if you've watched.
1: I I really
0: want to. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And I'd really recommend it. And one of the many, many, many things that she tackles is this idea that we rely on victims to be advocates and the idea that we are asking people who are dealing with their own traumas to 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 help us with theirs. And I think that came about a lot in the Black Lives Matter movement as well. And I just wondered, having been open yourself about having an eating disorder, how it is for you when you know, girls are coming to you saying, I feel like this, I feel like that. And I, I want you to have the answer for me.
1: That's really interesting you say that, actually, because um, last year I was getting really upset because it felt like every day people going, I hate myself, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly. And when you read that over and over and over again, because sometimes, you know, you'll get like hundreds of messages a day and you'll in that other folder on Instagram where they all say the same thing. And obviously I want to help these people but you also can't answer every single message. So there is definitely a level of, um, I, don't know, I sound like I'm like a martyr or something like that, you know. Um, but, I, but there is, it, it does make you feel kind of bad sometimes. And it does hinder your recovery. And then, you know, I have lost some weight recently just through stress, I think, and just through quarantine, maybe eating a bit more healthy. And people will start leaving comments like, oh my God, so skinny, love heart eyes. And you're like, oh God, that doesn't make me feel great because not only does that make me think, if I'm being completely honest, like, is that going to affect my work? You really start to question like, oh God, was I fat before? And so all these really negative thoughts start to, you know, get back into your mind and things like that. So um, yeah, it's it's kind of a
0: love-hate thing. Yeah. Basically the thing about social media is people don't have boundaries, do they?
1: No. And, and again, you know, so I, people write stuff to you like as if you're not there. Like they'll comment that, like, you know, some girls will comment to their friends, do you think this girl's pretty? And like, I, I can see what you're writing and treat you as though you're, you're not there. And maybe, you know, again, that's an element of being a model as well. You are just an object. You're not actually a human being. But I really wish people would view it as there is a person behind that. It, it's awful sometimes some of the things that you read really is. A few weeks ago, I was really, really down, actually, with some of the shit that I was getting.
0: Yeah. And how do you pick yourself up from that? Do you turn the phone off or you just have to tell yourself that they don't matter to you?
1: I mean, you have to tell yourself that it's just a comment. So, yeah, sometimes you have to put the phone down and just go, I'm not going to, I'm going to
0: just, you know, turn this off. Um, We like to finish the show by asking what advice you've been given that has proved to be bad, because, you know, all advice isn't good advice. So tell us that piece of advice. Bad piece of
1: advice. Stick at something if you're miserable. You know, it goes back to that piece of advice I was giving about um, punishing yourself and this idea that you have to punish yourself in order to be successful. You actually don't. And, and I'm one of these people that doesn't like to let go easily in many areas of my life. And sometimes you need to know when to let go and when to just move on. And there are so many opportunities out there it does put a lot of things into perspective and makes you realise that life is too short and you do not have to stick by something that makes you miserable. Sometimes when you let things go, better opportunities arise.
0: Yeah, it it links into what you said earlier about perfectionism as well, doesn't it? In the sense that, you know, we don't have to keep hammering away at things until we've made it good. Sometimes things just are never going to work out for us.
1: Yeah, and just burnout. Um, You know, success can be measured in so many different ways. And it doesn't just come through work. It comes through, you know, health and happiness and
0: friends and um, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today, Charlie. I've absolutely loved talking to you today. No, I love the podcast, so I'm very glad to be on it anyway. And um, thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed Charlie Howard's interview as much as I love talking to her. Next week, sadly, is our last episode in this series and we'll be hearing from writer Stephanie Yaboa. The word fat has become so negative. This is how society sees people that live in bigger bodies.
1: And so when somebody calls you fat, they're not just saying it to describe your body type, they're actually using it as another word for ugly.
0: As ever, we would love it if you would rate and review Grazia Life Advice in your podcast player. If you really like it, please tell your friends and even talk about us on social media. It all really, really helps. See you next time.